Okay, so I'm in one of those places where I haven't really visited this for a while. You know, this idea that is like, oh, I'm living the life that I am right now, and what else though, right? You know, like I had the question come up earlier this week. What do you think you would be doing in 10 years from now? Kind of question, right? And I don't usually go there a lot. Sometimes I go through bouts of it, like blitzes, where I like write 10 pages about what my life might be like in 10 years or something like that, and just like really go in there. But I don't take a lot of time to be there all the time because, I don't know, I'm just kind of in my own life of what I'm actually doing, right? Um, and so the question came, and it was kind of an interesting question because I was very fascinated by how I answered it. Because initially, I actually was surprised that my initial answer was like, well, actually, I think I'm going to be doing the same thing. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't really see much of a difference between now and 10 years from now. Other than the fact that I'll be like, what, 30? Let's just say I'll be 44. And then I'll have like a, a third, like a four. No, I'll be 30. I'll say I'll, four, I'll be 43. And then I'll have a 13-year-old. And then I'll have a 13-year-old all the way to a 22-year-old, let's say. Right? Because I always kind of create my life kind of around the ages and the stages of the people around me. Because I kind of have created a life all around being some kind of a support person that I want to be, right? Because I think that's an important role to play, right? Like, there's nothing more satisfying than getting to create a beautiful life with and for other people that you touch in your life. Like, it's kind of a special season to get to be that interconnected with different people in your life and and to be some kind of a person for them that, that is kind of a crucial person for them and their success in whatever they're doing because they need that support, they need that reassurance and encouragement and, and soundboarding and all of those kinds of things, right? So it's, it's a great need. So I know I'm going to be doing that, right? I know I'm going to be doing all the things that I love to do to like increase my relationship with my husband. You know, I hope that I'm still doing a lot of the simple and self-sustainable things. I was just writing a post today just all about that where my friend said, hey, what if we do some challenges um, again or something like that, right? And I just kind of commented saying, yeah, I love that. And um, I sometimes I found like I wasn't making good use of some of the challenges that came out every week because a lot of them were very kitchen specific. And because I, yes, I have a forte in the kitchen when I don't have kid brain on, right? Like, because it's a different kind of brain. It's kind of like this detailed, calculated, um, crisp and clean kind of a brain to work with when I'm doing that. Versus when I'm in kid brain mode, it's like, hey, let's be flexible. Let's be transformative. Let's be creative. Let's, you know, it's a different kind of brain. And it, according to my Colby score, it's like, I only have like an hour's worth of that kind of energy in like available to me each day before it becomes aggravating and whatever, right? So I know that I'm that's what I'm working with. So if I were to do anything in those challenge categories, I know that I would have to rely a lot on borrowing strength from God to be able to do any of those things, you know? Which isn't a bad thing either. So I could do that. I just need to like get it in my frame of mind to do that. Um, and then also it's like I'm just kind of in that space where I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay 
right? Like, I'm actually okay with kind of being in my space of, like, being considerate, you know, when I plan out and, and do my days, you know, being considerate. Is this strengthening my relationship with Heavenly Father? Is it a strengthening my connection to myself and who Heavenly Father wants, how Heavenly Father wants me to be ministered to by me, right? And so that I'm not running faster than I have strength, but I'm actually doing those things that are as in tune as possible with with his will, you know, for, for my relationship with him, for my relationship with self, for my relationship with my sweet, sweet, or my sweet husband, and relationship with, like, individual children, right? And that's kind of what's all been on my mind recently, um, is, like, that's kind of my flow, is, like, I do things that are, like, simple and self-sustainable in between all of the other real things that I'm doing to like build a family, society, culture kind of thing of being present with one another and taking the time to like read stories to one another or thinking about, you know, stoking curiosity in different areas and stoking even more encouragement and, and discussion and conversation in other areas and things and Taking time to like be there to talk about different woes and frustrations of life and all of those things. Hi. I gave them to you. I'm, I'm this in-between person that is somehow the connector between everybody. Yeah, but you notice it's not ready. So you could try drawing or you could go upstairs with all your stuffies. So that's kind of like me. It's like I'm, I see myself doing a lot of those things. I see myself doing a lot of those things now. But I really do. I really love getting into those mind space bases where I can feel like full potential, full dream network, and like sky's the limit, not even. Like even beyond the sky is, is because it really, the idea is there's limitless. That's the whole idea I wanna get to. When I think of those, oh, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road, because for some reason I've grown up with this kind of self-concept where it's like, oh, I'm not gonna give myself permission to really live my life until like 50 years down the road plus right? Unless if it's 50 years down the road plus, I don't feel like I have permission to say that I want to do those things. You know, I follow this YouTube channel of my sweet friends doing these like incredible things at the age that they are at the stage where they have their kids in their home and they're, you know, that kind of thing. And they're, they're willing to go through all the challenges of airport travel and, and all these things to live the dreams that they have of being able to go and travel with their family and experience what they experience through traveling. And I was wondering to myself, what is my thing, right? Is my thing, if I had no limits, would I choose travel? Would I actually, right? Like, does it really spark that much level of like, oh, amazing, like, you know, I think, I, I definitely don't think I would be like a constant wanderlust kind of person. Just like totally happy just having this new experience of traveling all the time, every day, just like wanderlusting. 
I to I can't see myself pinning down specific things that I would like to travel to, but not more than maybe once a month, maybe even once a quarter, right? To like do a good jaunt, right? Because it actually is quite exhausting for me, surprisingly. I love spontaneity, but I think I love it so much because I have such a secure foundation in the basics being the same all the time that I don't mind so often having so much sporadic spontaneity because I know but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm gonna eat rice at every day. I'm gonna be in the same house every day. I'm gonna have the same clothes, the same family, people, you know, like those kinds of things are just all so the same, right? And maybe that's what like a blessing was for me growing up. I, I lived in the exact same home that I was in when I was little all throughout the 18 years of my life, right? And it wasn't until I chose to move away that that became a thing, right, of moving. And then I and then we have moved every two years, every time we've been pregnant for the, like, the five children that we've had. And that's been quite an experience, right? Like, and yeah, like, I really appreciate going to move to a place if I know I'm gonna live there for like at least two months kind of thing. But I don't really know about this life of like moving to, moving around and traveling and just being in places for like one day at a time kind of thing, right? Like you don't really do it much justice, right? Nor is a week long enough. I really do believe in this whole like, like at least six weeks kind of an experience kind of opportunities, right? So yeah, I totally do wonder to myself, you know? I, I wonder to myself, okay, if I'm only gonna give myself permission to really dream at like 50 or 100 years down the road, when like I have certain certain skills and systems just like under my belt so much more so that I don't have to feel like incompetent in my dream, dream making and dream actualizing, then like what would I do, right? Like what would I actually do with my time? You know, I think to the core of it, you know, it would be like, well, for sure, I would be doing boatloads of so much of my time doing family history work, like in and out, just so much of that thorough, deep, detailed time, right? I'd also be spending a lot of time just like hanging out with my actual parents, like I actually would be, right? In the same way that I did when my husband, before I even met my husband, right? The prompting was like, oh, go and hang out with your parents this year. The prompting wasn't like, oh, hey, like, spend your time going and, like, traveling the world. It was like, no, actually, like, spend time with your parents, right? That was the prompt. And I, I don't think that that prompt has ever really gone away, right? Um, yes, it's always a challenge. Yes, it's always, like fighting and not agreeing about things and you know all of the things that happen between people that really are different people right it's just all part of the network of what it looks like to build a harmonious family and society and and to build it from the basics from the from the ground up right it's like anything that's grassroots is always going to be messy it's always going to be like a lot of work and a lot of like back and forth everything, a lot of forgiveness, all of this kind of stuff, and I think I'm still there, right? We have definitely not leveled up in our, our level yet of being able to really do some great things together yet. I feel like we're very much still in the trying to get along phase, trying to forgive each other phase, trying to, you know, really understand and know each other well enough stage. 
to even like start the process of wanting to be together forever kind of stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Like I know for sure that's what I would be doing, right? And then along with that, I'd be doing a lot of like all of the things that I uh, love to do, right? Whether it's like the volunteerism stuff, going to work in the temple and helping there because I love it. I love it. Um, doing like, you know, maybe building a charter school with some friends, like, and just like, because I love doing that too, right? Like I love anything to do with enterprising anything, right? So probably go and build a charter school and maybe be like a side volunteer principal type of help support person there, right? Or like, you know, going and like building this like um, book learning cafe space that's like just like awesome and beautiful for people to come and hang out and like have classes and like have like learning and and like clubs and and like and have like indoor playgrounds and you know like those kinds of things I probably go and build some of that stuff I probably go and like build another like another girls club or a boys club or something like that but something that's more interconnected with the missionaries Right? Because I really do think there's special power in the missionaries having such a beautiful connection with the youth. Right? And and yes, they it's awesome when they connect with adults and they teach adults, but I think they have a special, special place in being able to really reach youth in a way that is so inspiring and so needed. That's what it was for me. I was 15, and here's these missionaries hanging out with me every week, and I loved it. I'm like, I love hanging out with these awesome people that are just so nice and such a good example to me, and I just hope that when I'm that age, I'm going to be that awesome. Oh, and I have a little <laughs> But this is the stage that I'm in right now that is so special, where I get to have these little sweeties come to me in the morning. I want to give me snuggles and smooches and hugs and have more snuggles. Yeah. More snuggles. Yeah. And more and more snuggles. So it's in that place right now where it's like I try to wake up. And then I try to be some kind of nice person to sacrifice my free time to clean up all the dishes because I have compassion over people that will be hungry. And so I go and do that. And then I am able to be supported because I'm having a hard time with my body right now. And so I got support to be able to have... Somebody create something so that I could be like, oh, this is really nice for my body. And I'm not feeling like I'm dying right now. That's really nice. So that was nice. And then I had a really good time getting to like hash it out with a bunch of words in like two different contexts. One for the NaNoWriMo style thing. And then another for like explaining what I'm looking for in... Um, challenges and things like that to help assist me in my journey of becoming self-reliant. So that was good. And then there's the process of being like, okay, so um, then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm pretty hungry. So then I go and make like porridge. So then I go and do that. Um, and then after doing that, I do some like 
yam making and like try to feed myself because I didn't really do a good job of that yesterday because I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants most of the time, right? And basically, I was just able to notice that it's just not working for me to be able to do what I like to do all the time because I think my husband described it really well. You know, I choose to suffer sometimes um, for the sake of other people. I choose to use my free time. I could just be doing all of my favorite things to try and increase my PE, try to increase my, my greening and all those things. But then I choose to somehow go into spaces that is kind of like a firefighter style. It's like, why would you risk your life going into the fire, making your life worse, so that someone else's life could be better? And then it's just like, well, that's exactly it. You choose to want to be that person that is somehow assisting in some way, shape, or form, no matter if you're doing good or not, right? It's just like fires don't happen on a scheduled, like, convenient time, right? And that's kind of what I find in this household-style life. It's like people don't get upset at convenient times. People don't um, suddenly lose control of knowing how to orient themselves at convenient times, right? People don't, like, like try to eat and then somehow spill everything on themselves at convenient times. So I'm just, like, learning the process of how to find patience amount, amongst one fire after the next fire after the next fire. And then not really having a fire team to be able to do it with, right? Everybody has not become well-versed enough to know how to be their own firefighters of their own fires yet, right? So then they're all like completely dependent on some kind of person to come and they just kind of like wait around until they can have somebody to help with that and, and just getting caught up in each other's fires and all of this kind of stuff. So it's a really big messy deal. And I'm just kind of in this space right now where I'm just trying to find my peace with it all. I was trying to use my brain power to figure out whether it's safe enough to drive on the roads tomorrow. And I, I just, I feel so uncomfortable when I feel like I need a push for somebody else's needs when it's beyond, it has the risk of pushing me outside of my own boundaries and my limits. You know, I think a person would say, oh, hey, I really want to go and do this, right? Kind of like that kid who's, who lost her mom in a car accident because she pushed her mom over the edge of saying, hey, by the way, I still want to go to do this thing. I think, I know that you think the roads are icy, but I'm immature, and so I'm going to keep egging you until you drive me to this place. And then she just, she made a choice, and, and then she has this agonizing feeling for the rest of her life that she's the reason why that mistake happened, because they made a poor choice out of pressure, out of fear, out of whatever it was, right? And I always have that in the back of my head, right? Because I know many people in my life has, have lost their children in car accidents, right? Or had like permanent brain damage from car accidents or things like that, right? So they're super, super mindful whenever there's any speck of snow at all. They just generally have a rule that they just don't go on the roads at all when it's that time between basically like 
November until April, basically, right? Unless if it's one of those random clear, clear sky days and clear road kind of days in the middle of whenever, right? But to basically plan all your travel at all, like on seasons that are just like April, probably May, probably June-ish to July and August, right? And, you know, there's, I'm still in that young phase, right? Where it's like, oh, but I really do care about the, I care about people going through their own process of gaining their own testimony, even at my own risk sometimes, because I believe in the process of somebody piecing together one plus one doesn't equal two every time because of different variables. What does that one entail? Is it really a whole one? to equal a two or was there something influencing that that could have made it so that that two actually didn't happen right just because we want to go somewhere at a certain time because of certain needs that we think that we have doesn't mean that it always equates to it being a good idea because of other factors involved and how do you explain that to a mind that is not mature enough yet unless if I risk the feeling of feeling like they're just going to hate me for like, I don't know, two weeks or something. And then I get that pressure of feeling like I'm going to have to prepare myself for being hated for two weeks, right? And so then, then I have to feel like, hey, am I brave enough to be hated for however long it takes so that I can have the benefit of making sure that I'm doing the best job that I know that I need to, to be doing, right? I think it's the same way that, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people in my space, in my circle of, in, like, intimate people in my life that hate me sometimes because I need a lot of quiet time to think. I cannot think if everybody is awake. So that's why I take time to make sure that I'm awake when nobody else is and I... I carve my life around the time that I have when nobody is awake and I am able to just think. And, and that's my time. That is my sacred time to receive revelation, to write, um, to process, to, to do things without feeling like other people are watching and, and watching my every move. Making me feel like I need to be some kind of example for every single person all of the time, right? When it's like, no, I need time and space to, when, sure, I'm okay to feel like I'm on, right? But I need other times and spaces when I feel like I don't need to be on for somebody else. And feel like that pressure of feeling like I'm not allowed to do the things that I'm interested in, that nobody else is interested in, and that would just bore them to tears while I'm doing my bore them to tears activity, which is actually super nourishing to me, right? But then there's that, that other notion of feeling like I'm being hated while I'm using all of my energy to take care of me kind of thing. Um, and so there's that too. It's like, I'm learning to lean on God from that love and reassurance rather than that external feeling of like finding that brave place. Kind of like Daniel in the lion's den, right? He was willing, he was not willing to compromise, right? And I'm still learning what does that look like to be a person that's not willing to compromise on different standards that I have 
for whether it's driving or whatever, right? Because I am kind of one of those people. I don't ever really want to be in a car accident. Like, actually, like, I think that would be such a terrifying thing. Probably because I had a best friend that died in a car accident, too. So I understand. You know, I understand that life leaves, like, in a second, in a flash. Like, somebody is, like, obstructed by a force that is, like, 100 kilometers an hour, and they're gone. Right? Because the brain... The heart, the lungs just stop working when they're hit that hard, right? And that fast. And, and that that force can't be distributed across whatever. It's just bang on. It's a head-on collision, right? And so I guess I just kind of have those things constantly in my mind. And, and so, yeah, it's like I have to figure out what's the difference between the inconvenience of having that kind of experience on top of whatever ailment is going on in a, a dental kind of experience? Um, or am I just willing to wait and wait it out and see if it's going to take a month or two months before the, the roads just so happen to be clear on the just so happen day that I have an appointment, right? Um, so I'm just like, sometimes it's so hard being this like, have to be the responsible one person right? Because there's so much pressure involved with it. It's like people expect you to make the perfect choice whenever. It's almost like being a politician, right? Like, it's like you're highly unqualified for your job, but yet you have some kind of desire to want to help. And so you tried your best to want to help, but either way, somebody's going to hate you either way and think that whatever choice you made was like the wrong choice. And, and so at the end of the day, you just really have to do what you're willing to live with. And, you know, like, sometimes I wonder, is that the trade-off that I'm working with right now? The trade-off if, if I'm willing to live with, like, lifelong um, experiences that can happen after a car crash? Or am I willing to live with just a couple more days of a person that is just living by the consequences of being unwilling to brush their teeth as often as needed and now feeling the consequences of it and feeling like maybe going to see a specialist will be able to assist with helping with that, hopefully, right? But if anything, all I got from my doctor, specialist person, when I went to see them and I thought I had a cavity, I was like, oh yeah, they're going to make the cavity get better, da 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 And then when I went, they're like, actually, there's no cavities here. Like, actually, what we're just noticing is, like, you probably just need to up your game with flossing, like, twice a day rather than, like, once a week or something, right? Like, and, and then it's like, ah, right? And so that was okay, though, right? Because then it at least gave me some clarity, right? But it probably wouldn't have been worth, you know, going through, like, treacherous roads. At the time, it feels like it, though, right? Because you're going through that pain. And the inconvenience that that pain kind of brings about. So, I'm kind of in this problem spot. That's what I was trying to process, right? And then there's all this upheaval of people not being able to be at this, like, level of maturity to, like, be okay with one person using one plaything and another person wanting it at the exact same time. That was, like, 
I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, but maybe it's one of my biggest pet peeves because I, my, my tendency in my nature is that I am very impatient. I just tend to be very un impatient. And so whenever I see other people being impatient, I kind of get into that space where I'm almost like blaming myself in some ways and going into that space of like, oh, I can't stand it when other people are like this, when really I'm just trying to say, I can't stand it when I cannot figure this out. It's really hard. I really actually do have compassion for it now, right? Because when I really take time to realize how hard it is, I begin to realize, no, it actually is legitimately hard. It really is. It really is when you were expecting to be able to do said thing, and then it's not there when you were, you were relying on being able to do that thing when you wanted to. And then you have, you know that you're like seventh in line or something like that. Like, that's how I feel when I like put a book on hold at the library. It's like, oh, fifth in line. How long is that going to take? Like six months? <laughs> so, yeah, like I understand that. So, anyways, I was just kind of getting a little tizzied out because I was feeling a little bit like I was using a bunch of brain power to try and just like, jigsaw puzzle this like experience that I have to decide on you know when I'm going to drive to this appointment or just cancel it all together until something's better and then I get this like upheaval of people having troubles with something that they are have a right to have troubles with because I have the same troubles um, but yet I wasn't in the brain space to be supportive of that because I was using my brain space for something else important that only I can make a decision for. And so I guess I was just kind of a little bit feeling betrayed in some ways to be like, I am using all of the brain power that I could possibly be using for what is mine to use my brain power for. And like a part of me just felt like, like could, could everybody else just use all of the brain power that they could possibly use for their own situation, please? Like, that was kind of my pleading of my heart. It's like, if I don't need to use my brain power to solve your situation, that would be great, right? Like, I was kind of raised like that. It's like, if I asked a brain power question to my parents about something that I could figure out myself, it was like, it was like there was this deep, like, um, almost disappointment, but not really. It was kind of like this feeling of like, you need to think twice before you ask questions because clearly you need to realize what you can solve yourself and what you, what you, when you actually need to ask someone else help for, right? Because I think sometimes like growing up in a space where, you know, there's working parents, like both parents are working and stuff, you kind of are limited in some time sometimes, right? And so that was kind of the environment. And so sometimes I'm still in a similar mode of questioning sometimes when different people ask me permission for different things or like, you know, all of these wasteful questions, I feel like. I know they're just coming out of these like good intent hearts, right? They're just wanting to know that like something is permitted or like they want to know what I think about something or whatever. But I'm always like wondering, I'm like, really? Like, is that like... Do we even need to be having this conversation right now? Like, like, cause I guess I kind of, 
I kind of treasure my quiet thinking time. I have such an active inner world that whenever it gets interrupted by somebody like pushing into my inner world and, and basically interrupting my inner world thought process of thinking, I, I kind of have this expectation, this better be good. This better be blood and stitches kind of a, a thing. And then when it's not, I'm kind of just like, okay, take another breath. It's okay. You know, sometimes people just need to talk to me and like they need to feel like they, they need to feel like they have that interaction, whether it's because of like a need for social things or a need for like, you know, just like feeling attached because of this, that or the other or something like that. And so it's, there's always that battle, right? Because I, in some ways I'm kind of such a inner world kind of thinking and, and living kind of a person that it actually is a huge sacrifice for me to live my life with other people, right? I believe in it. I believe in the beauty of like romance and children and, and, and grandmother life and all this stuff. But I actually also believe that it needs to be balanced deeply and thoroughly enough with so much sacred time, like way more than an hour a day or like 30 minutes or five minutes a day, like at least like half the day, right? Like it's kind of like my idea of how long it takes to like really soak and really enjoy your craft or whatever it is that you do that you just have total solitude time to just get to cultivate and do, right? Whether that's writing or whether it's an art or whether it's a study that you're studying out and just trying to like, like calculate and think out and, and just make sure that you have everything just so, right? And so that's kind of where I'm at with my process of just thinking about everything right now.